you're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. And we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9 a.m. And for those listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. each weekday as well. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and every Monday we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Um, David is going to continue with this program of series titled Encounters with Jesus. Welcome, David. Thank you, Tabitha. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday to you. <clears throat> How are you today? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thanks. That's yes. good to know. And how was your weekend? I believe yesterday was Father's Day. How did your day go, David? Too Father's Day was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, Father's Day was great. It was an awesome, awesome weekend. I was uh, I was at uh, Devonport uh, Devonport Church this this past Sabbath, and um, had had an awesome Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I had a great. Uh, Bible study in the morning, and uh, I talked about the ABCs of prayer, and you could actually see it on um, our church's Devonport Seventh Adventist on our YouTube. And I talked about, you know, I think it's going to be relevant to today. Yeah. Uh, ABCs of prayer is basically A is for ask, B is for believe, and C is for claim. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was that was uh, great. And then we had um, uh, we have a Bible marking course in the afternoon as well. So anyone interested in learning how to do Bible marking, which is Finding Bible verses and how to do a topical study and mm. it'll train you, it'll train you on how to give a Bible study as well. Mm. So that's, um, that, that, that's, uh, always fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you asked about Father's Day. Yeah. Um, I didn't do too much, but I did buy myself a, a gift. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, f- yeah. it's the first time yeah. I've ever bought a, a new lawnmower. Oh. And, uh, oh man, it's great. It's like a, like a, like a new toy, but yeah, having a great time with that. And, um, mm. I got a, one of those massage guns, you know, those massage guns that, yeah. that have recently, I, I got, I got one of those too. They're amazing. Oh, so, they're, um, nice. yeah. So that's awesome. But, uh, I think the highlights, you know, I, I, I called my father. Yeah. Because he lives in Brisbane. I live in Tasmania. This, uh, we've been here for three and a bit years now, three and a half mm. years. And, um, as I was talking to him, I shared with him a memory that I was reflecting on that morning. Mm. Uh, I had, I had breakfast with, um, the men at, um, uh, Dalaran Seventh Adventist Church, and we were sharing with each other mm. uh, good points and bad points about our, our fathers and what we wanted to continue and discontinue from learning from our own, our own dads. Mm-hmm. And one of the memories that came up was a really simple memory. Mm. It's um, my dad took us to uh, w- w- one time it was school holidays, and I can't remember exactly how old I was. I know I was a small boy, but um, mm-hmm. he uh, took us out to a swimming pool. We had fun and played games. You know, it was my father, my brother, my neighbor, and myself. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Then he took us for fish and chips at a, at a beach and on a picnic table, and we mm-hmm. kicked the ball around. And that was it. And that's one of the greatest days of my life. That's one of the wow. most emotional, fun-filled, mm-hmm. happy memories that I have. And I shared it with Dad, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, as I shared it with Dad, Dad said, oh, you know, there's such a... It's such a joy to hear that, my dad said, you know, and I was telling him, yeah, dad, you blessed us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just reminded me, there's a there's a text in the Bible that says, uh, children are like a heritage from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them, right? Mm-hmm. These these children. And uh, yeah, I, I suppose when talking to dad, mm-hmm. I um, he said back to me, mm-hmm. you know, 
son, you've brought a lot of joy to my life too. Having you oh, and your right. brother brought like, oh, it just got emotional. You know, we started mm-hmm. crying and I was like, oh, what lovely words to hear from your, your father. You know, and I just thought, wow, what a blessing it is to have, have dads. You know, you know, God bless all our dads out there and I hope you enjoyed your Father's Day. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's, what it's, about you? Can you tell us a bit about your father? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny that um, Father's Day, you know, my parents are in Kenya. My dad is in yeah. Kenya. And sure. our Father's Day is different. Like some people, some countries celebrate um, our Father's Day on different days. And uh, in Kenya, it was celebrated on the 20, 20th of June. So mm-hmm. um, on that day, anyway, I sent my dad um, Father's Day wishes and, of course, um, let him know how much he means to us and all that. And I sent him some money, like, um, and I told him to buy himself anything you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he rang me and he was like, what do you want me to buy? I said to him, just anything, just anything you feel you need or, yeah, that can be useful to you. And um, I... <laughs> I don't think it was that much money. <laughs> anyway, um, so my dad, yeah, um, and I know there is not no amount of money or there is nothing I can do to sort of make um, me feel like I've made up or make my sure. dad feel appreciated Absolutely. enough. I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, my dad is like one of the most patient person I've ever met. He is mm. very is a very calm person and. Um, very encouraging, hardworking, and selfless. Super, super selfless. Like, mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get emotional. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I think the best thing, and I think he said it before, the best thing you can do is, like, um, live the life you want. Like, just make him proud through um, accomplishing mm. your dreams. Like, uh, I've made this, I've laid this foundation for you. I've sacrificed this much for you. Just, um, yeah, go live those, um, go after your goals in life, uh, make those great achievements, and that's it. That's all I want to, I just want to see you succeeding. That will make me happy. That's amazing, isn't it? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, being at the breakfast yesterday, they had the same the same attitude. You know, it seems like parents have this. I want, I want my kids to have something better than I have. You know, like oh, what a what a selfless, uh, a selfless attitude. And um, you know, it's so relevant because we're talking about a father, a desperate father today, mm. in our in our reading. And um, yeah, so well, thanks thanks for sharing that. But uh, let's we'll jump into the reading, eh, Tabitha. We'll, we'll I'll say a prayer. Yes, and, uh, um, we'll before get into that. It. I can, I'll yep. just quickly mention um, our studio number. Uh, oh, yes. Show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And um, just to remind our listeners, you can catch us through the Faith FM app or Faith FM website. Um, that's faith faithfm dot com dot au. And um, yeah, to yeah, did you want to get straight? We can pray. And um, oh yeah, yeah, and, and just that with the you know every time you hear the number, yeah, yeah, we love you. We love interacting with you. So you know, message us and text us and uh, yeah, let us know when you're listening or what's interesting to you and any questions. If you've got any questions, fire them through. You know, happy to happy mm. to answer them. Yeah, we but, love uh, to hear from you. Mm. Yeah, okay. So we're, we're gonna we're going to mark nine verse fourteen to twenty nine, and the the title of our our talk this morning is help my unbelief mm. help my unbelief so let's pray <clears throat> father in heaven we're about to hear from your word mm-hmm. and lord we know your word will help our unbelief 
And so, Lord, we ask that you make us believe this morning mm-hmm. and to believe in your Son. And we pray in his most precious and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah, so would you mind reading from uh, Mark 9, and we're going from 14 to 29. Sure. So a pretty good, pretty good story this morning. Yeah. yeah, and the title of the passage is, A Boy is Healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him, and he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought my son I brought you my son, who has a mute spirit, and wherever it seizes him it throws him down, he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. They brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water. To destroy him, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus mm. said, "If you can believe, all things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes." Immediately, mm. the father of the child cried out and said with tears, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." <laughs> when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Oh, that's curious, isn't it? Mm. I'm looking forward to getting into this, but um, after the break, break, I'm I'm looking forward to really uh, calming this out. This is... This is a caring father. Mm. We talked about you know the passion of a father. You can re- you can hear it here mm-hmm. with tears. With tears, he cried out to Jesus. Yeah, and what, we have passion. Indeed, um, we have a listener question and messages as to why you think uh, Jesus asked the man how long the son had been suffering. Um, doesn't Jesus already know everything? Mm. Like we, we would expect that, um, but Jesus posed that question. Uh, why do you think that happened? Please text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This first song is "Love One Another" by Carly Fletcher.
One Another by Carly Fletcher. You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo, and David is mm. talking about help my unbelief. And before we went for a break, we read these passages in Mark 9, 14 to 29. Um, and uh, we posed a question to our listeners. Um, if Jesus knows everything, why did he question how long the son has, had been suffering? Mm. Why do you think Jesus posed that question to the um to the boy's father. Text us what you think um, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to hear from you. And so, moving on, David, what can you? What do you have to say about these verses? That we well, read? I think I think um, we, we uh, when we sum up, just to look at last week's one, we looked at the transfiguration of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And it was to help the disciples realize that the suffering, the, the Messiah they, they were expecting wasn't the royal Messiah like King David. This was going to be a suffering Messiah. And so he's beginning to teach them about the crucifixion and and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's trying to teach them that. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> we now come to this lesson because mm-hmm. you remember just before he taught them about that, he actually helped somebody that was blind to see, right? Mm-hmm. And he was he was an illustration he was a a teaching lesson mm-hmm. and we come across this we come across this teaching now mm-hmm. and what's interesting is it starts off with the disciples mm-hmm. having an argument mm-hmm. with the scribes yeah you know and and my question my the question that i have is well, what were they arguing about mm. was it about the crucifixion was it about the was peter james and john uh, telling what they saw, you know, to the scribes, and were they arguing about that? And, you know, what were they arguing about? Were they arguing about the fact that the disciples couldn't heal the boy? Mm-hmm. We we don't get to we don't get to find out what this argument is about because mm-hmm. in in um, verse sixteen, but this is what I love. I love seeing this mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they see the dispute. It mm-hmm. says they were all amazed when they saw Jesus, and they all came running to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says to the scribes, it's like they, they had a solution to their problem. That's right. That's right. Oh, he's got the answer. Here he is. He's got the answer. You know. And so they all come running to him. And Jesus says to the scribes, He goes, hmm. "What are you discussing with them? You know, 
it's it's as if it's as if there's this it's as if Big Brother just came mm. and said, "Don't direct your argument to them. Mm. If you've got a problem, come to if you've got a problem, talk to <laughs> <Deal> me." me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and uh, Tabitha, you know, like I, I had this um, I had this supervisor when I worked at Customs, yeah. And uh, you know, she, she was she was she was such a good supervisor. Like I've worked in different places, mm. but this supervisor of mine, she would. Um, you know, if, I, if there was an email or something, I, I made a mistake, and uh, you know, the higher ups, the, the district manager or uh, the national manager would 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 ask her, "What happened here?" Blah blah blah. There was a mistake that was made here, and it's my mistake. I made a mistake somewhere, hmm. and uh, she would answer them back and say, "I'm sorry." You know, we we made a mistake. Wow. You know, yeah. blah blah blah. And then she'll pull, pull me into the room, <laughs> take me to the office. David, you made a mistake. This is where you did the thing. Blah blah blah. But you know, she she dealt with me privately. You, yeah, yeah that's right. She dealt with me privately and said, "David, you need to get you know pick up your game. Yeah. Uh, this is a common mistake that you've been making, and uh, blah blah blah." But when when I see the email, hmm. she doesn't even say, "Oh, sorry, my one of my um, one of my team team uh, David Leo, yeah, he's a real problem and that, nothing like that." He, she just says, "Sorry, we made an error and uh, we're going to fix it." You know, and apologies about that. And I think, man, and, and at the end, and if there are any other issues, make sure to contact me <laughs> you, know, a, you know I think man that's a that's a good that's a good leader you know yeah. what, what, a, what a leader that's got your back and Jesus does that mm. Jesus says well what's your argument and before before they could even start questioning him mm-hmm. <clears throat> this man runs up mm. you know this this uh, this issue is so important to this man that it's worth interrupting Jesus about to settle the argument. Hmm. <laughs> right. and, he, and he runs up and he tells him his story. Mm-hmm. Right, You can see here, teacher, mm-hmm. I brought you my son mm-hmm. who has a mute spirit. Well, he didn't really bring him to Jesus, did he? No. He I, brought I, him I wonder to, why he said that. Well, I think in his mind... He sees the disciples oh, yeah. being able to do what Jesus does, mm. right? He, he's probably heard about, um, you know, the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000, and he's heard the stories that, mm. that disciples are the ones distributing it. Mm. They're the ones carrying out the work, so they must be able to do what Jesus does. Mm. You know, and I think the disciples are at a place where they're thinking, mm. yeah. God's called, you know, he's, he's called us now to distribute and to work for him. Mm. So we should be able to do what Jesus does. Yeah, there's this assumption there, right? So, yeah, they had been man, with Jesus for some time. And uh, you would, I mean, people would expect they had um, sort of um, <clears throat> have the kind of faith and um, power, I can say, to perform miracles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They, they, um, they, they should be equal as their teach. They should be able to do what their teacher does. Yeah. Right. And and the 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 news is out. This this Jesus does amazing things, and he reports. He brings this report to him, and it's interesting that the man says mm-hmm. that there's a spirit in his son. Mm-hmm. You know, like how did how did he understand that? How did this man know that? What what background does he have to? Mm. To know that, right? Mm. And it says, it says in the Bible that whenever it seizes him, mm. it throws him down and he foams at the mouth. Mm. So he's got, he's, he's got, he's got a problem where Matthew, when Matthew talks about the story, mm-hmm. it talks about epilepsy. Mm-hmm. You know, this, and now it says it throws him down mm. 
and he foams at the mouth, mm-hmm. and it means yeah, his jaw it becomes rigid, it, it locks his jaw, mm-hmm. and he says, "Your disciples couldn't help me." Mm-hmm. All right, and, and um, we've sorry to interrupt, yeah, you, but we've got a response from Jason, um, our other host. Um, Jason has said, perhaps Jesus, uh, he's responding to the listener question. Yep. Perhaps Jesus asked how long so that others could hear how long this boy had been affected and this demonstrated the power of his word. Amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good answer, Jason. Yeah, thank so you it's, for it's, texting and for listening. Yeah, so it's a bear witness to the crowd. Mm. Right? Yeah, so bear witness to the crowd. And yeah. so Keep texting yeah. us our, your answers, what you think. Sorry, um, David. Keep texting your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Why you think Jesus posed that question to the Father? How long um, this had been happening to the Son? I've heard that phone number so many times that I think I should know it by heart, but I don't. <laughs> it was a, I know zero four double eight, and I think that's all, all I know from the beginning. Oh, but yeah, text, I do. <laughs> text, say, say it again: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. It's Thanks. That made me feel. That made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this this is an amazing, amazing, um, uh, amazing demonstration that's happening here of a father hmm. calling out Jesus in public, saying to him that I've brought my son to your disciples, and your disciples weren't able to heal him. Right? Hmm. And, he ta- and he and he describes he he gives description of what his son's going through. Mm. Right and and uh, when, when you when you look at this description, mm. um, what 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 do you see going on here, Tabitha? What what kind of if you're able to diagnose it from your perception, what do you what do you think's going on with this boy? Um, epilepsy. Apart from what? that, well, yeah. What else? He's got yeah. He's definitely got physical issues there. Yeah, and he fell on the ground and spiritual. Yeah, so there's there's two things happening here, right? Mm. You know, there's two things happening here, and we're we're going to find out from the question mm. that there's actually more going on as well, mm. right? And so the point I'm trying to make here is, you know, the world that we the the the, the time that we're living in now, and I'm talking about the Western world, mm. you know, the um, the default the default understanding is to have a view of naturalism. And when I say naturalism, is what we see is what we get, you know, like. When we when we look at the natural world, mm-hmm. that's how the natural world works, and and the default is um, when it comes to academics. You know, the education system teaches us about evolution, mm. so it's talking about a natural world. They're saying that these are the things that we can see. There's the evidence of things that we can touch and observe. Mm. Therefore, this is this is truth, mm. right? And so, when we look at this boy, we can look. We can look at sickness or illness and we can look at things that are happening in our lives from the angle or from the from the worldview of naturalism. Mm-hmm. We look at we look at things for what we see and go, Oh, that's the problem there. Right. And what we're about to delve into and when we after after the uh, the next song, what we're about to delve into is the fact that mm-hmm. Jesus has been trying trying to teach us all along mm-hmm. that there is a world that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Right, 
and this is where prayer, this is where prayer has to get involved. He mentions prayer at the end of the passage, mm. but prayer, um, and, and I mentioned this, uh, this text, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 on Sabbath when I was talking about the ABCs of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Bible says that we have to focus on things that are unseen mm. because of the things that we can see, the things that are seen mm. are temporary, but mm. the things that are unseen are eternal. Mm. Right. right. And so, G- yeah, so the so the father, mm. he doesn't only see what's physically wrong with the son. Mm-hmm. He can see, he actually can observe the unseen. This is not how my boy is me, was and is meant to be. There's something that's going on with him, mm. right? And he sees right through it, and he sees, oh, there's there's a there's a spiritual element to this. There's a demonic force at play, and I need I need supernatural healing to mm-hmm. take place, right? And I dare say, mm-hmm. just like just like today. Now, and, and I'm not gonna. I am no no physical expert or anything like that. But right now, um, we have experts in all types of fields in, mm-hmm. in you know, physiology, mm-hmm. physical things, in psychology, in um, or whatever whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. And we we've come to a point where we're so clever. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing the natural world that we can explain things, mm. right? Explain things that you otherwise would have thought, oh, no, I, I can't imagine, mm. you know, that would be, you know, like in the past with, we didn't have this technology, they'll say things like, um, um, tr- I'm trying to, trying to give an example. They'll probably be shocked at, um, how we can talk to each other on mobile phones. Mm. Right, and we can we can explain to someone from a hundred years ago. Mm. This is how the mobile, and we could try and explain it to them, and, and think, oh yeah, okay, they understand it. And so, something that they think is miraculous mm. isn't really miraculous, right? And so, God is introducing us to an idea. Mm. There's a supernatural world that I want you to look at that is mm. unseen, because we look at the seen world. And I'm, I'm saying this still applies today. Mm. This still applies to us today. Indeed. And um, we're about to talk about unbelief. Mm. And uh, I'll make the connection. I'll make the connection again as we continue this discussion. Mm. Mm. I can test a test um, to not underestimating the power of prayer because um, I have come, like, of late, I've formed a habit where when I feel like um, so I'm getting, something is getting out of hand, um, like I don't have control or like I don't know what to do. I think to myself, what should I do? Pray. And you know, as even though I don't get immediate response to um or or solution to the problem, I get peace. And that Amen. will keep me going until I figure out I figure things out. So yeah, Jesus at the point that Jesus makes about prayer and fasting, it's it's a very, very powerful point. And having that mm. belief, you pray and you believe that um the best um will happen out of that situation. Um, we're about to go to another break and we're going to listen to this song The Great I Am by Amy Cherry We marvel at a has-been God In our power He displayed Miracle maker, life changer, not constrained to limitations. We say he transcends time, but don't believe he's here and now. Close 
in dusty history books or in the future. But God is alive today, living here and now, waiting to release His power, working in our world today. Not just a has been or a will be, but the great I am. We're hoping in the will be God, working through His children. There'll be signs in sky and sea. People bowing on bending knee, but we say he transcends time. But don't believe he's here and now. Enclosed in dusty history books or in the future. But God is alive today, living here and now. Waiting to release His power, working in our world today. Not just a has been or a will be, but the great I am. The great I am is the great I am. And God is alive today, living here and now. Just a has been or a will be, but the great I am, the great I am, the great I am, the great I am. That is Amy Cherry um, singing uh, with the song "The Great I Am." You're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo, and David is talking about um, help my unbelief. And before we went for a break, we um, or like uh, some time in the previous section, we asked a listener question. Um, we asked you to text us your thoughts on um, the question about uh, how long the boy had been suffering. Um, and just uh, we encourage you to text us what you think and any thoughts you may have um from the passage that we read, um, any questions or any thoughts about the father's love for his boy and um, the disciples not being able to cast the spirit out of the boy and uh, also how Jesus un- handled the situation. Just text us any thoughts you may have to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And before we went for a break, um, David, you started talking about unbelief. And the connection with the supernatural, and uh, we 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 excited to hear more what you have to say about that. Yeah, so we, we we're talking about thanks, thanks, Tabitha. Mm. We're talking about how uh, how common and how 
um, conditioned now that you know in our schools and wherever we go when you talk when a, when somebody's giving a presentation you know, quite often when they talk about you know the way our body works the default is they're coming from a, an angle of naturalism mm. right and so un- unfortunately I believe that since we as Christians are living in this type of world mm. some of us get influenced by this mm. you know in our in our prayer talk and in our in our understanding of faith mm. and so when you picture this, I'm just going to give an analogy. When you picture this, um, a bridge, all of us have crossed bridges before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a bridge is for us to get from one side to the other, mm-hmm. from point A to point B, and there's a valley or there's a river or there's something separating these two points, right? Mm-hmm. And God has provided a bridge. God stands in a place of the unseen supernatural world, and he's provided a bridge for us to cross, Mm-hmm. Right, and so in our in our minds, we have to when we exercise faith, mm. we believe this bridge is secure, and that God's structure and God's ability to build this is enough for us to cross. Right. Mm. The 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 reason we wouldn't cross it is because of unbelief, and we're about to see what that looks like in this passage. So we have we have this man say, "I brought I brought him to your disciples. They couldn't they couldn't help him." And instead of Jesus, um, instead of Jesus saying, mm-hmm. oh, disciples, you're useless, or, you know, how come you couldn't do it? His response is, mm. oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? Mm. How long shall I bear with you? Right? And then he says, bring him to me. What an interesting, what an interesting thing to mention. And I think we're getting an understanding of what this argument was about between the disciples and the scribes. Mm-hmm. And they may have been arguing about how you're supposed to heal people. Mm. You know, this is a, and, and, um, you know, they might have been talking about faith and the ability, you know, being able to exercise faith. And this faithless generation, there's an interesting chapter in Matthew 7. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, Matthew 7. It starts in, um, uh, Matthew 7. It starts in verse 29, if anyone wants to uh, reference it. Oh, sorry, Luke. Thank you. Thank you. Luke, in Luke 7, um, verses 29 to 34. Mm -hmm. God references him and says, again, what, what, what a faithless generation, you know, like, and he says, you know, we, you're like children that one side plays the, plays a celebration song, mm. you know, for a wedding, mm. but nobody dances, but they complain, you know, that's not a time to, to play that type of music. So mm-hmm. instead we, we play a sad song because of a funeral. Mm. But then you say, this is not time to be sad. You know, let's have joy. So, and then he says, John the Baptist came, mm. and you guys said he was too strict. He was too down the line. You know, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He says, I've now come, and I go have lunch with the tax collectors, and I hang out with the sinners. And you say I'm too liberal, mm. but you still don't make a move because of your unbelief, mm. right? And so he, he addresses them again and says, oh, what a faithless generation. Mm. You know, what, what am I supposed to do? So he tells, tells them, bring the boy. Mm. And the boy comes and immediately everything that the father had told him mm-hmm. happens right in front of his eyes. Mm. <laughs> the spirit throws the boy down. Mm-hmm. He shakes and he convulses and all the things that the father said. And then he asks that question. Mm. So I don't know, I don't know if any, any, do we get any answers other than Jason's answer, which he said? It no. was for the, yeah, it could have been for everyone to hear. No, we haven't got responses, and we encourage our listeners to please text in what you think. We'd love mm. to hear it from you. 
Absolutely. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm about to give, I'm about to uh, give an answer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, the Jesus is helping the Father, yeah. right? And this is uh, what, when it comes to the, educa- the academic world, they talk. They say this is called a Socratic method. You mm-hmm. ask a question mm-hmm. to help the person discover more about what his question originally was, mm-hmm. right? And so he, Jesus is giving an opportunity mm-hmm. to this man to spell out exactly what he's been going through, mm-hmm. right? And so he does. He says, um, you know, it's been happening from childhood. He's been thrown into the fire and the water. Mm-hmm. So this, this demonic spirit's been trying to destroy his son. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this is where Jesus wanted to take him. Mm-hmm. He says, but if you, but if you, mm-hmm can do anything mm. but if you can do anything so he knows this guy that he's heard about performs miracles he's heard it you know he's heard the reports because he knows enough to bring the son to his disciples mm. but he still has this thought uh, if if you're able to do something mm. you know it seems to me like he he knows um jesus heals in different ways so it doesn't have to be, he can speak, he can touch, he can um, rub um, sand. You remember when we talked, yeah. uh, looked at this, yeah. the blind here. Yeah. So yep. I, I feel like, um, you know, the, Jesus can do something, but like it's not a specific way of healing. Um, he can heal in different ways. Yes, yeah, so bringing up that point, that's such a good point, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Because is this man in the camp of... Oh, he's he's helped other people, mm. but maybe maybe I'm not worth helping. Mm. You know, like is that is that something that's in this man's head, right? Because he says, "If you now, here's where faith comes in. Mm. This is where the this is where the crossing of the bridge comes in. Mm. If you know who Jesus Christ is, yeah, then you know who you're dealing with. Mm. You're dealing with somebody that there is no limitations. Mm. Jesus Christ, yes." He's a suffering Messiah, but don't you forget, don't ever forget that this is the same one, uh, this is the same one that has the power to create and to do anything. When, with his word, anything can happen. Mm. The Bible says he's a Lord of hosts, you know, he's got, uh, which means that he's got an army that's innumerable. Mm. He, he's got all these th- at, at his disposal. So when you're talking to Jesus, you're not talking to an everyday Joe. You're not talking to a master teacher. You're not talking to another prophet. You're not talking to, you're talking about the creator of the universe. Right, and this man hasn't quite got it yet. Right, mm. so he says, he says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Does Jesus have compassion? <laughs> and he says, help us. Mm. And look, Jesus' response is this, and I can, I can imagine Jesus looking at this man dead in the eye, mm. right, looking right in the eyes, and he says, <laughs> if you can believe, all things are possible it's to like him who dad. believes. And he, yeah, and he's looking at him, and he's and he says. If you believe, and he's basically teaching this man, mm-hmm. if you believe that I can do anything, mm-hmm. if you're willing to see that I'm the big boss man, I'm not like the disciples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can see who I am right now, look in my eyes and see who I am, mm-hmm. right? And I believe this man caught a glimpse of divinity. Mm-hmm. I believe this man went, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then he realized, okay, Lord, I believe, mm-hmm. but help my unbelief, yeah. right? He had a tinge. He had a small bit of of yeah. faith. But yeah, yeah. Well, it, of, indeed, he had doubt, but he had a small bit of faith. Now, mm. I think I, I think I'm talking to the big boss man. Mm. And with that small bit of faith, he was able to cry out, mm. 
help my unbelief mm. with that small bit of faith get rid of my doubt mm. I will talk about that a little bit more after the break because yeah, this is this is an, such an important point help me cross that bridge mm. I believe in your structure now but I just need to move and she's like yeah yeah come mm. <laughs> sure yeah. I look forward to hearing more about that after the mm. break Um, yep. so to, for the offer for today is the book Real Peace Real Answers by Ellen White and this book of um, offers words of help and hope to all who are seeking to understand how to come to Jesus and experience a personal relationship with him. It combines Ellen's, Ellen White's beautiful description of God's love and saving grace with meaningful questions about salvation answered clearly straight out of the Bible. We'll give you the code to get um, that book, but for now um, we're going to listen to this song, That's Worth that's what faith must be by Michael Card. To hear with my heart, to see with my soul, to be guided by a hand I cannot hold. In a way that I cannot see That's what faith must be When the universe fell from his fingertips He decided he wanted some fellowship But the man and the woman would not submit So he made a better way when the moment was right, he sent his own son And he opened the way so that everyone Could have hope and believe that when time was done He'd be able to make us one To hear with my heart, to see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way that I cannot see That's what faith must be Now I understand that there is a key It's Jesus in me, a reality That God is in Christ and that Christ's in me that with faith I see what is unseen To hear with my heart, to see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way that I cannot see That's what faith must be That's what faith must be That's what faith must be by Michael Card. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for a break, um, I promised to give you the code to get the book Real Peace, Real, Real Answers by Ellen White. Um, and the, the code to get the book is Logos 1. L-O-G-O-S 1. Um, no space, number 1, no space in between. Logos 1. 
text starts um to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the book Real Peace, Real Answers by Ellen White. Logos one to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the book Real Peace, Real Answers. And we are, David, we're in the final section and um before the break you mentioned you were to talk about the power of unbelief. Um so let's hear what you have for us. Yeah, that's uh well, this this power and unbelief is is probably the the worst thing that could ever happen to us. You know, like it's uh, I use the analogy of the bridge, right? Uh, and uh, I think about a time, I think about a time when my father was trying to encourage me to to buy a house when I was uh, I was young. I was probably like twenty years old at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the bank with him, mm-hmm. and um, you know we we sat with the banker and they put they laid out all the plans and all that kind of thing. And I saw the payments, you know, mm. the payments I'll have to make to, and the savings I'll need to make while, and it was only about two years, I think it was two years we could we could hit these goals and get everything moving. Mm. And uh, at that time, you know, I just wanted to muck around and have a good time as a young person, mm. you know, like, so that, 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 was, that, um, that plan looked too much for me, mm. right? And my dad said at that time, oh, son, if only you could see what I can see, you know? Dad, dad had this belief because he knows what it looks like at the other end mm. and here's me sitting there with an unbelief mm. you know and we walked out that office and I probably after a week of dad trying to pester me I said no I'm not going to do it mm. you know and then you regret it down the line you're like oh man I wish I'd, I listened to it at the time because mm. of my unbelief you know of my not understanding what that what crossing the bridge looks like mm. you know and 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 this is when it comes to our salvation, mm-hmm. when everything's been provided for us, everything's been it's been put down and laid in front of us, the only thing stopping us is that unbelief, mm-hmm. right? Is unbelief that you're worthy of it. And there's another one that I come across quite often is when they realize, you know, uh, when they realize who Jesus is, like this man. Right, there's a small inkling of faith. I'm talking about friends that I've shared with that have been interested. Oh, David, tell me why is this so? Why is this so uh, important to you? And what's it got? To, what's it got to do with me? You know, very beneficial, pragmatic way of looking at it. Mm. But um, when I share with them, quite often when they get a glimpse of who Jesus really is, and oh, mm. this is the real deal. Sadly, and I'll talk about this uh, more next week with the rich young ruler. Mm. Sadly, when it comes to it, they realize their lives have to be changed. Mm. You know, they're going to make adjustments to cross that bridge. Mm. Lots have walked away and said, oh, no, that's too much. Mm. You know, like that, that, that unbelief that God's going to do something great with your life. Mm. But this man, this man, with the small faith that he had, Jesus says in another place in the Bible, with the faith of a mustard seed, mm. he can move mountains. That's what Jesus says, right? Mm. And so with a small glimpse that he gets and realizes who Jesus is, mm. his first cry is he admits, I don't know enough I don't have enough faith mm. but Lord help me mm. help me have more faith right, right. And, I, and I and that's an encouragement to anybody mm. with, he was with whatever honest, really. he was exactly it, it took a lot of power I'm sure <clears throat> and courage to um, admit that he had that he had a bit of doubt and Tabitha mm. you know that goes for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. When we come, when we come and we talk to to God, I'm talking about prayer. Mm. When we come and talk to God, we must be willing to admit, mm. you know, Father, I could. Pro- I'm probably starting to pray to you right now, mm-hmm. and already doubting mm. that what I'm about to pray about is not going to bring any results. Mm. <laughs> you know? 
put that put that in prayer that you know my mind is defaulting towards doubting you know mm-hmm. like and and uh you know help me believe help in that, yeah. the promise yeah help help me see who you are right so i can ask properly mm. right and there's a difference the first time the man asks he disrupts the conversation and says oh I bought my son and he must have been a bit frustrated you know I bought my son to you blah 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 and when Jesus says how long has your son been um, convulsing blah 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 mm. and then and then uh, he says well you know if you can mm-hmm. and now the approach is different from the first approach it says that he's in tears now mm-hmm. Let's go. he's gone from frustration to sadness to um, a, a desperation deep, a, Desperation, a deep, deep yearning. Mm. Please, please, I've tried everything. I've taken him to the best doctors. I've taken him to, you know, I've taken him to all these people around the, 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 the different nations and borders and whatever, and they can't help him. You know, I'm just trying everything. What, what can you do? And the question is, what do you think I can do? Who do you think I am? Mm. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Mm. And, and what happens next is mm. um, the people started running. They, they started, more people started coming towards uh, what's happening here. And Jesus, the Bible says that he rebukes the unclean spirit mm. uh, before the people arrive. Mm. And it says this man, mm. as he rebuked him, get out of him, leave him alone. You will not do anything with him anymore. You know, I wonder how Jesus used to feel about or felt about that. Um, you know, seeing that this person had a bit of doubt. Because, you know, ever if you provide services to people and someone comes to you and they have doubts, do you think you can do this to me? You know, you just you, you feel bad. Like, why are you coming to me if you <clears throat> if you have doubts, sorry, if you have doubts that I can't help you. I just, I'm just trying, trying to imagine how Jesus must have felt. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, what it, however, however he felt, he's he's changed this man's understanding, mm. right? Mm. He's made him realize I care for your son mm. <laughs> more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's amazing. It says that when the the spirit cried out, man, what what a what an amazing scene, right? Mm. Cries out, and he became as one dead. Mm. So that many said, "Is he dead?" Mm. Right, and and, and you, you just imagine this. Mm. Some of them might have been. Oh, I know I would have been questioning. I would have been thinking, "Is uh, Jesus' way of healing this man's son by killing him? Mm. Is, it, is this how is this how it works? The unclean spirit's gone, but mm. he doesn't have a son anymore, right?" And so uh, that that's something I'd be questioning in my mind. And mm. what's interesting. Uh, if you look at the next, if you look at verse 30, Jesus is about to teach about his death and resurrection for the second time in Mark. Mm. Right? And so it said, it, it reminds here, me of the story of the 12 year old girl. Same right. Thing, similar story. Very good. Very good, Tabitha. It mm. should. It should because he's teaching them all these lessons. And it said he appeared as if he was dead, mm. but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And so we have an illustration again of Jesus' resurrection. Mm. He's trying to teach his disciples over and over again. And you're, you're getting all these lessons. Mm. You see that God cares for the family structure. Mm. You see that God cares for this father who's desperate for his son to be better. Mm. He, he cares for this family unit. And in, and in re, re, wow, what's the word? Restoring this family unit, restoring the son to, to health mm. and to uh, mental stability. Mm-hmm. He is teaching his disciples and us. Mm. We may appear dead. Mm. But I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be resurrected. There is hope for every single one of us, mm. right? And so this illustration is used, and it says, 
in verse 28, and when he had come into his house, they, they came privately. Mm. And, and Jesus says, they came privately. He said, Lord, what, what did we do wrong? Mm. And Jesus points out to them, hey, this comes with prayer and fasting. Mm. You know, the, and prayer and fasting, through prayer and fasting comes faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So knowing Jesus in any circumstance that we're in, whether it's physical, uh, mental, emotional, whatever it is, I tell you, Jesus is a great first stop to come to and come with confidence. Whatever little faith you have, mm-hmm. look at Jesus for who he is and know that, wow, you know, there is there is hope in the power of resurrection and Jesus coming again. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your inspiring sharing, David. And I I really hope our listeners have been challenged to um, be honest mm, um, to amen. come to Jesus with honesty and just lay their bareness Helps. and um, <laughs> yeah, their, yeah, their brokenness before yeah. Jesus and let him walk through them. Because, yeah, just when you allow Jesus to walk in your life, he will do more than you ever expect. He'll Amen. surprise you. And Amen. I think that is always the beginning point. Um, yeah, just accepting, acknowledging your um, weaknesses or your doubts. Um, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week we'll look at this uh, this this interesting character that the mm. Bible calls the rich young ruler. Mm. And he asked Jesus, what do I do to... What do I need to do to be saved? Mm. So that's a really good question. And it's actually, a, you know, to think about what we talked about today, and it's a continuum. Mm. Faith, uh, you know, Mark trying to teach this concept of putting all our, pulling all our eggs into the basket that Jesus has offered us. Mm. That's a, it's a very yeah. interesting story. I hope you can join us next week um, mm. on Monday at 9 a.m. to learn more about that. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster continue with the series Live Time Search. And um, Gary will be talking about a fishy story and other unbelievables. I believe that is what he talked about last time. So I don't know if it's a part to, to that or he has more to say about that. Uh, please join um, Gary tomorrow with uh, Jason to learn more about that. Thank you for joining us today. And I be- I hope wherever you are, you have enjoyed the rest of your day and be blessed in all that you do. Mm. We're going to listen to go out with this song, All You Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need.
like Elijah's fire falling on the altar of your faith. All the wisdom of the world could never conjure up a spark. No power of hell could ever quench this flame. No power of hell could ever touch this flame. It's all you'll ever 